Hello, church family. This is the last um, part in our study this week on Exodus chapter 14. If you remember that this week we're talking about the how, how we can overcome disappointment in life, uh, things that don't usually go the way that we expect, um, things that turn out for the worse for us. How do we overcome those disappointments and continue to trust in God? And on Wednesday, we talked about how we need to faithfully follow God's word, that God's word tells us exactly what we need to do, and the only thing we need to do is to just faithfully obey it. That seems contrary to the world that always seeks to have some sort of um, evidence that's uh, easy to grasp. But God tells us, no, just continue to follow his voice, follow the word of God, so that uh, and, and, through, and in following God's word, he protects us, he blesses us when we obey him. Then we talk about how we need to be uh, faithfully trusting in God's wisdom, that God sovereignly does everything for our good. And we may not understand every little detail, but it is wise because it is precisely how he wants to bring glory to himself. It's, it's not supposed to be something that's easily reconcilable in our mind, in our worldly understanding, because God is above us. He is beyond us. Um, therefore, whatever he does is actually good for us. Um, and we trust in his wisdom, knowing that he knows what he's doing, just like a faithful parent, a wise and loving parent knows exactly what he's doing, or he or the parents doing, even if, even if the child doesn't fully understand it yet. Uh, so we depend on God's wisdom. Today we're, we're going to look at two other points: faithfully depending on God's wonders, and then lastly, faithfully remembering God's work. If you want to overcome disappointments in your life, you need to number three: faithfully depend on God's wonders. Verse 13 to 29, this is when the Red Sea was parted. Um, and I think when we watch those movies, uh, it seems like it happens instantaneously, right? Like the Prince of Egypt, the way that they did it was that they were running really fast out of Egypt. And then um, when they got out to the Red Sea, uh, they realized like they're being chased. And then God just opens the Red Sea and they walk through it. And this all ha- happens and uh, ends in like a 10 minute span. But actually, in this passage, we see that this took all night. Um, verse 20, it said that thus one, thus one did not come near the other all night. There was this cloud between the Israelites and the Egyptians. The Egyptians wanted to get them, wanted to drag them back to, back to uh, Egypt. But God supernaturally uh, came in and intervened and protected them. And they waited all night to try to... Uh, well, the Egyptians spent the whole night trying to... Um, get through uh, this cloud or this uh, storm, whatever it might look like, um, uh, and they weren't able to get through. Uh, They even acknowledged that Yahweh is fighting for them against the Egyptians in verse 25. But it's also fascinating that this whole scenario, this took all night because God had to dry up the land in verse 23. So the sons of Israel went through the midst of the sea on dry land. Um, And that's significant because it wasn't like it was like muddy it wasn't like something that was just um, that uh, that that was just kind of rushed because if it was muddy, then the animals could get stuck, or their you know, wagons could get stuck, or, or whatever. Um, but it was dry; it was completely dry. Um, it was like walking on like the desert. God somehow made it so that the waters uh, disappeared, all evaporated in the middle, but there were still these huge walls on the left and to the right. So. As all this is going on, they're seeing all of these supernatural things happening. There's stuff behind them with this cloud. There's some to the left and to the right in terms of the, the water just below them. 
and the, the, the land is being dry, and they're going forward to this promised land. So they're seeing God's faithfulness all over, and, um, and it's God supernaturally showing that he is going to deliver them, and God saves them. Uh, and, they, and they're actually called to remember all of these things. And we understand that even for Christian, for um, in church history, church history actually tells us uh, sometimes. Uh, actually, well, church history sometimes tells us that uh, things that the people saw in the New Testament church, uh, they they saw some things very supernatural. And I believe that although the secular writers and historians do not understand it, the the early church truly saw the wonders of God when he, when Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And that's what gave them strength in their time. They remember God's wonders. They remember all his words. They remembered that after the resurrection, everything in their, uh, that they, they witnessed of Jesus connected those that received sight, those that were healed. And then when they saw the risen Christ, they realized that everything that happened wasn't just some sort of act or a coincidence, that the reason why they, they are healed physically and ultimately we want to hear spiritually is because jesus is god and they dwelled on that and that's what emboldened them to evangelize and even die for the faith we have to understand in our life is the same way as well we have the entire written word the the account of god's faithfulness in the past and from genesis all the way to revelation these are all wonders of god and how he he, he revealed himself in this way is for us to cherish these wonderful acts of god so when there's moments of doubt, when there's moments of difficulty in life and ministry, and we wonder, oh, is God still there? Yes, he is still there um, because of the miracles that he's done in the past. And there are miracles and wonders that he does now that we will call providence. Uh, but the, those things are wonders of God as well. Providence is the, is the natural means by which God fulfills his will. And oftentimes the way that everything times and lines up is just amazing. And we... And, you should cherish those things. Remember how you came to saving faith. Uh, it was by God's providence that someone shared the gospel with you, and you got saved through it. And how that person got saved was also an act of God's a wonder, and that he, he delivered them. It's a miracle that people get saved. So whenever you're discouraged, remember and depend on God's wonders that's revealed in his word. Lastly, if you are struggling with doubt at times, one, another and last point that you need to remember is remember God's work. Verse 30 to 31, uh, thus Yahweh saved Israel that day from the land of Egyptians, and Israel saw the, the Egyptians dead on the seashore. When Israel saw the great power which, the, which Yahweh had used against the Egyptians, the people feared Yahweh, and they believed in Yahweh and in his servant Moses. Remember, this is all ties up together why um, the Egyptians, why, why not Egyptians, the why God took them the longer route. Uh, God wanted to do this intentionally. Uh, at the end of verse 13 and beginning of 14, he did this so that he can uh, supernaturally uh, make them see his power, and even providentially, he's gonna, he wants the Egyptians to, to, to realize that, like, okay, our God is a fake God, and, we, and, he, and God wants to humble them. And uh, this uh, last two verses is supposed to say that you have to remember this. Remember this miraculous thing that I've done in the past so that they can continue to endure as they move forward into the promised land. Deuteronomy 5, uh, verse 15 tells us, you, uh, you shall remember that you were slaves in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out of there by a mighty hand and by an outstretched arm. Therefore the Lord your God commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. Um, Deuteronomy 7, verse 18, you shall not be afraid of them. You shall, you shall well remember what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all of Egypt. 
Deuteronomy 8.2, You shall remember all that the Lord your God has led you in the wilderness these 40 years, that he might humble you, testing you, so you, so that to know that what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandment or not. And later on it said, You shall remember Yahweh your God, for it is he who is giving you power to take to make wealth, that he may confirm his covenant with which he swore to your father as it is today. Scripture all over tells us to remember God, to remember God's faithfulness through his wonderful works. Remember his works. And you know, in our life, we have to understand that forgetfulness is something that we always must fight against. Forgetfulness is something that we all must fight against. We tend to forget God's goodness. We tend to forget the power of God. We need to remember how God saved you. Uh, that will assure, that will give you assurance during times of disappointment. Because the reason why you came to saving faith has nothing to do with success or failure in life. The reason why you came to saving faith is because God worked in your life. You dwell on the, the goodness of God when there is completely confusion in this world. So how do you overcome disappointment? Remember God's work in your life. And there's a, there are those supernatural things like salvation, but there are also other areas in your life as well. And you need to remember God's faithfulness. So to summarize this week, how to overcome Doubt in your life when you're struggling with doubt is this. Faithfully follow God's word. Faithfully trust in God's wisdom. Faithfully depend on God's wonders. And lastly, faithfully remember God's work. I hope this is helpful for you and I hope it will encourage you and even equip you during the moments when you struggle with doubt. Take care and have a good day.